So You Think You Want to Work in TV is brought to you by you. That's right. You guys support this podcast, and I rely on your donations to keep this train a-going. So please, go to so you think you want to work in TV.com, click on that upper left-hand corner where it says Donate, and make a one-time donation, or visit our Patreon and become a monthly subscriber where you will absolutely get exclusive content. So uh, become a supporter, won't you? You know you want to. Okay, you guys, I'm so excited about this episode because I love kittens. And one of my friends worked on Kitten Bowl. Her name is Johanna Vanderspool. She's amazing. Here's the thing. When I reached out to her and I was like, girl, will you do my podcast and talk about Kitten Bowl? She started laughing and she's like, I've worked on way more impressive shows. She worked on Axemen. And I was like, I, I don't care about Axemen. I want to talk about kitty cats. So now we get to hear about Kitten Bowl and how that all goes down. And it's kind of hilarious. Uh, <laughs> all I can say is if my first job, they have PAs who have to kind of like make sure the kittens don't run away. And if I were starting off my career in production as a kitten wrangler, I would never want to not work in TV. Like that sounds like a dream job. I even told her, I'm like, if you guys are, if I'm available, and you guys need kitten wranglers like I'm I'm around. I will I will fly myself to New York. I will do that job. I will be the best kitten wrangler you've ever seen in your fucking life. So this is this is a real treat for me. I hope you guys like kittens like I do. If you don't, something's wrong with you. I mean, you should talk to a doctor. All right. On that note, get to know my girl Johanna. Hi, Johanna. Hi, Sharon. We're in Beverly Hills. Yes, uh, getting some coffee at Nespresso. It's very fabulous. Oh, yes. Uh, don't you feel so chic? A little bit. <laughs> they have very nice flower arrangements here. I know. You want to steal it. I'm pretty sure about I do. That. Mm -hmm. I totally do. You know, a friend of mine, my neighbor, who's a fancy makeup artist, she just, her, she just, there's the salon she works in just moved here to Beverly Drive, so I'm going to go pop in there after our interview. Oh, me too. I'm going to get my hair done too. Look at that. Yeah, it. but We're you're going to brighten way. I'm okay. not going to get my hair done. I'm just going to say hi. Oh, okay. I do need to get my re roots done, but You look another fabulous. Day. You look all like just like out, fresh out of the gym, chilling. <laughs> fresh out of the gym. Yeah, I worked out four hours ago, everybody. <laughs> I still look fresh. It's amazing. So now... When I saw that you worked on Kitten Bull, I was like, I have to get her on the podcast. <laughs> yes. And the first thing you said to me was, Sharon, I've worked on way more interesting <laughs> shows. So tell the audience about the other interesting shows, but don't get into detail. Just name them because I don't give a shit. Oh, my god. They might give a shit. I don't care. And then we're going to get into kittens. All right. Well, I guess I'll just go working backwards. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yes, I've worked on shows like uh, Knife Fight. And It Takes a Church and Style to Rock with Rihanna and ABC's Extreme Makeover Home Edition, Travel Channel's Bizarre Foods with Andrew Zimmerman, um, let's see, uh, History's Axemen, oh, the, the interesting, always controversial millionaire matchmaker. <laughs> and then I've also done a lot of digital shows, um, such as uh, Tastemade's Quest for the Fest and Full Screen Single and Swiping and 
Um, I've been very fortunate. I've been also able to work on some Comedy Central stuff, like Another Period, and a few scripted shows like uh, IFC's GD Does It and um, Lifetime Movie Network's My Crazy Sex, which is oh, an wow. awesome show, by the way. I love that show. Oh, <laughs> I've never even heard of that show. Yeah, it's a fake reenactment show um, about sex stories gone awry. Oh, that's sex hilarious. Sex stories gone crazy wrong. <laughs> I could have my own season. Yeah, well, hey, we should we should think about that. Yeah. A little think tank and put together. <laughs> put together a season and be like, Lifetime, you got to bring it back. Sharon Houston's got <laughs> exactly. some fucked up stories. Yeah, yeah, it was really fun. I mean, uh, most of the actors, it's so not, I guess it's really not surprising here in LA, but a lot of actors, non-union and union, probably more non-union, they don't mind just getting butt, butt naked, like mm. at a drop of a hat. Oh, I care. I care. <laughs> I totally Although, care. Although you have to be honest, like these people were like 20, between 20 and 30 and they look good. I'm in better shape now than I was in my 20s. I still wouldn't do it. <laughs> Seriously, I, I was fat. Yeah. I wouldn't do it. I'm like, and, and they would literally wear just like the little mesh that covers their loins. Yeah. I'm like, wow. The men and the women? Both, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we had to get down and dirty. I mean, it wasn't Playboy. We couldn't show any TNA, but we uh, definitely got as close as we could to showing almost everything. What was that like on set when you guys were shooting? Well, we would make sure that we'd always have an interesting take since I came in as a director for that. And uh, we would always do something interesting like uh, Austin Powers. We'd put something in the foreground (laughs) that would suggest what was happening in the background. Or we would do like Mrs. Robinson and we would shoot between the legs kind of at an interesting angle with lighting. (laughs) Or we'd have a music cue that was very similar to a porn track. Brown chicken, brown cow. Exactly. And yeah, I mean, it was really funny because we would have horror stories that were sex gone wrong. We'd have romantic rom-com stories and, and fantasy stories of people who have take, taken drugs before they had sex and that went wrong. <laughs> so it was it was kind of like a very interesting series and it was very funny, you know, always okay. with a comedic beat. Yeah. So I've heard that when you when you have a set that where there's nudity, that uh, it's a closed set and that you only have who you need on set, mm-hmm. not any extra scripty people or extra PAs is that true uh yes I mean we definitely had a closed set um but we really had these freedom loving actors um that didn't really mind it I mean I don't remember a situation at least for my episodes where someone was like I have to have this as a closed set and because we weren't doing drama and we weren't I don't know. It it was definitely a close set, but no one had any problems to come in, and we had PAs walking in and out of the set, and it didn't matter for us, at least. Oh, that's... Yeah, it's very unusual. I don't think that's applicable to everything. No, probably not. (laughs) Totally. But that sounds like... I didn't know you did that. That's really cool. no one had any butt clauses. I was really waiting for a butt clause to come in. (laughs) What's a butt clause? Oh, well, we can shoot this side of this cheek, and don't shoot that cheek, or don't even use my butt. Right, right. Bring in a body double for my yeah. butt. I'm sure Lifetime doesn't have the budget yeah, we didn't for have body the budget. doubles. We had barely had any money for craft <laughs> services. <laughs> yeah. It was a reality TV show budget, and we made, I mean, I, I can't believe, we made honey out of that show. I mean, it was incredibly what, what we could have gotten. Well, done. I feel like that we, we can do that now because of the advancement of cameras. That's true. You know, Absolutely. they just look so much better. Yeah. You don't even need lighting sometimes. You just use natural light and just push record. Yep. It's kind of sad, though. I mean, we had... A lot of rigs. We did. We took the time, but I would go through, I don't know, uh, 10 pages in one one set, and I could barely get my coverage. I mean, it was fast and furious. It was a lot. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that would not happen in a scripted show, everyone. Oh, no, no. no. You'd shoot, what, two, <laughs> three two pages, pages a day? Two pages a yeah. day. A day. We would a get day. Through, yeah, we would get through incredible amount of scenes in one day. It was insane. A lot of hard work. But it happened. 
Oh, it sounds like fun. It was super fun. <laughs> I loved it. It was one of my favorite jobs I've ever done. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, okay, now, Kitten Bowl. I have so many fucking questions. Oh, my. Question number one. I'm seriously, like, <laughs> I'm obsessed with Puppy Bowl and Kitten Bowl. Okay. <laughs> and when they started doing the Kitten Bowl and then the Kitty Halftime Show mm -hmm. with a Kitten Bowl, I was just like, it blew uh, my mind. Oh, cool. So... I noticed as you were rattling off all your credits, you had never done like an animal, like is this your, was Kitten Bull your first time working with animals? Like how'd you get this gig? It, it's so weird. Um, I think um, the executive in charge of production got my resume over at Three Ball and uh, they just contacted me and said, you came highly recommended, um, story is story, and we'd love for you to come in and meet with the showrunner, Kathy Satula. So I said, okay. And she'd been there forever. Um, and she had done three other shows with them um, that were kitten related and we just hit it off. I mean, I've been working, I, although I hadn't done an Animal Planet show or any animal series um, ever before, I mean, I've been around animals and animal rescue all my life. So maybe that helped and then I grew up with like six cats. Seriously, six cats. I, four for the mo majority of my young adult uh, life and then um, I gained two more and then now I have two again so I've always had kittens or cats in my life and then puppies and same thing I've just always been around animals so maybe that that helped yeah, yeah. I, I have two cats and you know in it, my my grandparents lived in Little Havana in Miami and that's where I lived with them for a long time and my grandmother would feed my grandmother, <laughs> my grandfather would feed all the neighborhood cats. Mm -hmm. So we had like five million. I mean, we only had two that were actually ours. Uh -huh. And then all the neighborhood cats, yeah. like craziness. And I just, I love cats. Yeah. I have two cats. I love cats. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, in college at the University of Florida, um, my, my best friend was in vet school. And so we would go out into um, Gainesville and we would find stray cats and get them neutered. And then we'd Aww. put them back out. Yep, so we would catch and rescue and... and Get them tagged and send <laughs> exactly. them back out into the land. And that's what we did. Yeah, it was really a lot of fun. So now, how far in advance do the kittens come to set before Kitten Bowl? Uh, well, first off, how are the kittens cast? Oh. Like, do you just how do you cast <laughs> well, the kittens? Well, that's with um, North Shore Animal League America. They're really uh, we work in tandem with them, hand in hand. I mean, we can't do that show without them. Um, so they're based out in New York, and uh, Beth Stern is of course the host and so with North Shore Animal League America um, they would tell us the different cats and particularly this past season was a little different because we were getting a lot of cats that were from the hurricanes from the previous oh, year. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. So they actually got cats from Texas and Florida and um, and then they also had the normal cats that they were rescuing in New York and then basically they just provided us photos and said you know what do you think about this cat what do you think about that cat. And That's amazing. So you know, we we had we had a tremendous list because um, we you know we have three teams that were casting. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> and you know, coming up with names for all of them and oh, oh my so God. you guys named the kittens. oh we named the kittens because Me and I Kathy follow named those kittens. That's amazing because <laughs> I follow Beth on Instagram and she has the best names for all of her rescues. Yeah. Yeah. She's so good at naming cats. Yeah, well, I, I mean, we'll definitely take her suggestions, but, I mean, at the most, it was Kathy and I just coming up with names, and we would go and submit them to the network, and the network would tweak them. Um, and, you know... The network tweaked the cat <laughs> names? Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, for the most part, they just went with our first choices, but, right. you know, we... We always want to make um, cat names that we can have double entendres with, you know, and right. be able to bring in other jokes. Um, I mean, if anybody who hasn't watched uh, Kitten Bowl, it's all 
about animal rescue, but at the heart of it, it's comedic. And it's, it's very funny. It's yeah. very funny and very charming. And you, it's a feel-good show. So we always want to be tongue-in-cheek with everything. So our names are always a little, um, they have two faces to every name. So give me one example. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, what about, did you have a cat <laughs> named Steve? No, I've always wanted a cat no, named Steve. No, 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 no. But we'd have Dewdrop. Dewdrop. <laughs> we'd have honey bun and jelly bean and kazoo and, you know, macaroni. Boy, Aww. macaroni fell on his noodle. Yeah, right. You know, I mean, we'd have those kind of things that we <laughs> could play with. I mean, did you guys laugh hysterically oh, we when did. you. Oh, my God. I mean, it was I mean, in post production and in physical production when we actually had the set design. Let me tell you, Andrea from, we grabbed her from SNL. She does all of our set designs and she is incredible. I mean, I love she, that two women fucking handled it. Yeah. We, I mean, basically, all the leading, everyone on our team was women from our EIC. Um, to myself, Kathy, of course, and Andrea Pergoli Pergliotti. I'm sorry. I, I know I messed up your last name, Andrea. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, all strong women coming in and making an incredible, creative, funny show. With a bunch of meow meows. Now, <laughs> yeah. do you, <laughs> you a bunch of meow meows. <laughs> How far in advance do the cats come to set? Do they come day of? Oh, they come day of, yeah. They come day of. Do you guys have a camera rehearsal? Not with the cats or without the we cats? Have, or we, we do camera rehearsal without the cats, um, making sure that our jib works and, you know, our cranes and all that jazz in terms of what we want to cover. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, everything, uh, we kind of do a test run before they come on set. Because once they come on set, we, you know, a uh, North Shore Animal League America, they really have to monitor when the cats get tired. And these are kittens. Everyone thinks that kittens are just a full of energy. They are, but they also run out of steam really quickly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they do. And then they need a nap. They do. They'll run and then stop and nap, yes, and it's done. It's done. So you have to be very mindful. So we are constantly exchanging cats um, and bringing back, you know, fresh ones. Okay, so these are such dumb questions, but I need to know. Uh -huh. when, they, when they go in to change out the cat, you know, you're like on the radio, uh, hey, macaroni's tired, can we fly in stinky? <laughs> so somebody gives a walkie, copy that. Do they have to handle the cats with gloves? Are there any kind of special protections that you have to take with the cats outside of what the Humane Society normally, because for the audience, Humane Society always has to be on set when you have animals, mm -hmm. and depending on how many animals will determine how many members of Humane Society are there to make sure that you're treating the animals ethically. That's right. Uh, was was there any uh, specific instructions for handling the cats? Like, did you have to wear gloves or? We we did. I mean, this probably I'm not supposed to tell the secrets. I mean, we're supposed to wear the gloves. I mean, we. It's such a closed set, and um, we have several different sets running at the same time. So we're doing, you know, we're doing um, the cat session stand <laughs> and the, uh, Jimmy Kim. Jimmy Kibble's doghouse at a different <laughs> set, and then we're also doing the actual football, you know. Um, the puppy ball the pu and the yeah, kitten ball, yeah. yeah. So um, we do have to take care of our hands and clean them and ha constantly have um, sanitizer and all that stuff. Um, but generally speaking, once we've gotten accustomed, they were a little bit more lenient. I mean, it's just the first few hours they're more concerned about that you know because they don't want they want to make sure who's going to be the people that are going to be in the mainstay near the stage and touching the cats and those are pretty much never changed out okay so whoever's near the set i mean i had producers um that were um on the actual football stadium stage and they were the same ones over and over see that would want that would that's the job i would want yeah and they'd be like sharon but it pays the pa rate i don't care <laughs> 
I want to be the kitten well, wrangler. Good. Next year, well, you're the one I'm going to be calling. Oh my god! If I'm available, I totally want to. I mean, I want to just chase kittens. Oh, that's awesome. Did you? Did, were there any precautions taken to make sure the kittens couldn't run off set? Because you know, when oh, a cat yeah. takes off, oh, that's it. Gosh. It's done. No, no, no. I mean, we we had a whole like barricade. I mean, it was like. Oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> of humans, human barricade <laughs> to make sure that these little suckers didn't slip out. And you know, some of them that are a little bit older, if they're about one year old, that's not a kitten anymore. They can jump, and they would they jump over jump, you. They can jump, yeah. Yeah, so we had human barricades. <laughs> little <So> linebackers, <laughs> little human linebackers <laughs> against the kitties. They're like, oh, no, no, no. Oh, yeah. I mean, this year we didn't lose any kitties. I think last year they lost one kitty, and then we it, we had to stop down last year. I don't, I wasn't there for last year's, um, but apparently that was the story. They stopped down. They had to find this one black cat. Can you imagine trying to find a little black kitten? On a dark stage? <laughs> yes. Lucky, luckily, it did not happen on my stage, <laughs> on my year. <laughs> but yes, that happened before. That's amazing. Yeah. Now, oh, did you ever, were you, did you get to go into the booth while the show was happening? Oh, like, yeah. Okay, great. So how do they call camera for that show? So the director, Amy Hall, I mean, she's so brilliant. We, I don't remember if we had about uh, 10 or 12 cameras, um, but we had multiple stages for different segments. And uh, I mean, it's really hard, but we have a lot of cameras looking at a variety of different angles at the kittens. So it was m mainly on instinct, but we also had producers on um, rafters, uh, uh, you know, basically saying this kitten's acti <laughs> activated, this one's running, this one's charging, this one's going, okay. So like they would feed back that information to Amy and then she would call camera. That's hysterical. Yeah, so the producers um, on the actual set on the stage were actually the ones really with a visible view of what was happening because we would have, you know, uh, 25 cats on, on the stadium set. And it's like, how do you capture? That's interesting. You can't. I mean, a lot of it, you know, have to understand, like, people, you know, this is a live show. <laughs> tape to live. I mean, live I to, to tape. tape. Yeah, to yeah, live. yeah. <laughs> live to tape. Sorry, live to tape. Um, but, you know, everyone thinks it's live. And I have to remind, I said, really? Think that out for Yeah, a you moment. can't do a live show with kittens. <laughs> No, nope. just think that out for a moment. And I don't, I'm not allowed to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's live to tape. Okay, people, I'm just going to let you figure that out um, for the smart ones out there. Um, but a lot of it's made in post-production. Right. Right. <laughs> a lot of the calls, a lot of the plays. Um, you know, I we wrote the show, um, a three-hour show. That's fantastic. Now, uh, when you're posting the show, was it challenging? Like, I would think you'd have too much good stuff and also because cats are so oh, yeah. all over the place and crazy and I'm sure Amy you know gave you guys a great line cut but kittens are kittens and it's like how mm -hmm. do you maintain that through line to get you know through the whole you know what I mean for the three hours is there a nice ending for macaroni you know what I mean because yes. you become attached to the kittens and you're like when's macaroni coming back or when's so-and-so coming yes. back Yes, yeah, so we, you know, when we finally got all the raw footage and, you know, we got our coverage and, you know, we, we could see the star players right when we were there on set and we would say, wow, this, you know, dewdrop um, is amazing. He's just so colorful. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's a furball. I'm sorry, and, this is so you know, funny and brilliant. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, uh, Dapper Dan, you know, we would know that these were happening in the moment. And we're like, wow, these, these kittens are really um, are the ones that we want to spotlight and post. So once we grabbed the footage and we started to, um, I mean, we would not manufacture storylines. Sometimes they would just come mm -hmm. naturally. You know, like there was two brothers that came from the same litter that looked exactly like each other. I remember um, those cats because I was like, who's yeah. who? 
Yeah, I mean that's just uh, we they, they weren't you know we would give them both a different storyline as to why what the purpose was and just like the NFL, you give them a backstory as to like you know this one's giving their 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 earnings or their savings all go to charity. <laughs> <laughs> And we would come up with the concepts, just like you would in the NFL. We gave them each personalities. And we would run the, you know, we would figure out the plays that made sense. Um, and we would we would manipulate that in post-production. Nice. What's a, is, how much money do you guys have to give North Shore to do the show? Do they, do you just, does the company just pay North Shore a fee? Or does North Shore say, you're giving us this exposure, it's even? It's okay. exposure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's all exposure. I mean, there probably is a contractual um, estimate. I just don't have right. to be to that. Because I would think that yeah. it would just be exposure so the cats can get adopted. It really because is it's exposure, quite a yeah. bit of money to have the amount of number, uh, the producers that you have to have on set to wrangle the cats, yeah. story people, set design, like all of that mm-hmm. shit, transportation. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a fully scripted show. I mean, I, I know people want to believe that, like, this is the NFL <laughs> <laughs> and that the cats are at free will. They are actually free will <laughs> ranging <laughs> and tossing around a variety of different uh, balls. But that being said, a lot of it is scripted out, and we, we create those storylines for each Amazing. Cat. Yeah, it's a lot of work, but it's, it's, you know, every single day in post, we would be just hysterically bowled over in laughter. I mean, Did everybody so at three balls? And by the way, everyone got adopted. All the cats got adopted. Every year, every one of them get really? adopted. Really? That's incredible. Yep. See, that's yep. just like that's the kind of show you want to work on. It's like you're laughing oh, yeah. the whole time. You get to play with kittens. You get to touch kittens, look at kittens. Then in post, you get to look at kittens and write stories about kittens. And then yeah. you find out they all found homes. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they sometimes got, phone, they got homes as the show was happening. Holy shit. Yeah, we had. And then we also breaking news where a cat would get adopted <gasps> right in. Yeah during the show yeah and we would cut to that oh segment. my god that's adorable yeah. so yeah, okay so nice. so what's um did people always come into your bay and go hey that are working on different shows at the production company go hey can would, can i see that uh, act you're working on <laughs> um what no. <laughs> those people have hearts of stone <laughs> well you know any, anytime you go to a production company they're doing their they're very focused on their own show not their me own series however <laughs> But however, um, you know, once we had an act together, um, we had like 10 acts <laughs> for this particular show. And, w- you know, people would see our full act and they would definitely come in. And other editors would come into uh, editor space and hear the music and the, you know, the throws and the vo- voiceover and the intensity. And we'd be like, I want to see that play. I mean, you know, the, when we did the show open, I mean, people were just like dying. Dying. Yeah, they were that's so fabulous. Happy. So yeah. do you think you'll work on yeah. Kitten Bull again? I mean, I would love to. Um, you know, every year it's it's a toss-up if it's going to be renewed. I mean, it's a it's a hit show, and, and this year past we increased in viewership, um, and it was a very well-received show. Um, and I mean, every year that happens, we're trying to beat out Puppy Bowl because they've been in there. I think they're in their twenty-fifth yeah. season. It's hard to beat Puppy. Yeah, because they've wrong. got they've got that loyal yeah. following. But when do. Hallmark Channel started doing Kitten Bowl, I was like, oh wait a sec. And even though I love dogs, yeah. I have a dog too. I love dogs, I love cats, but man, it just seems more challenging to watch kittens because puppies will play and throw the ball and they can, you know, and I love that they go foul and then pick up the dog poop. Like, it's hilarious, (laughs) but with kittens, it's like a shit show. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Actually, to be honest with you, and this could be my own personal bias, but kittens are much easier to direct than puppies. 
Um, I, I literally got mauled down by a pack of puppies <laughs> in the doghouse. And, I mean, the, you know, I, I don't know what to tell you guys. Like, I'm a cat lady. I'm a crazy cat lady, and I'm proud of it. I mean, cats, they when they have to go pee, they will stop playing ball, and they will go over to their litter and pee and come back to set like proper human beings. <laughs> That's true. They know when to go and, get to 10-200 yeah. and 10-100. They know where <laughs> they to go. Yeah, I mean, they basically should announce. They kind of announce it to us. Like, okay, we have to go to the bathroom. Um, however, puppies just as midstream while they're running around will midstream pee. Midstream pee and poop. And not even occur to them that, that something dropped from their butt. <laughs> like, <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck? Like, what are you doing? And, of course, like, also what the analogy that I said, like, um, well, a story is, like, I was in the doghouse from Jimmy Kimball's doghouse. And I'm trying to get dogs to play with a variety of different um you know, toys and cats. Like if you take away a toy from a cat, they'll just find another toy like nearby or behind them. But puppies all want the one right. toy, whatever the one alpha dog has, they want that one toy. There could be 20 other toys around them and they're like, eh. yeah. Oh, and they will all maul you down. I literally got derobed <laughs> by a pack of mon uh, monkeys. Oops. They, yeah, they were monkeys, uh, uh, puppies. And they would literally tear off my shoelaces. My, my, I had, of course, my headset. And they were tearing that off. And it was just like, it was hard to drive. I those believe suckers. it. That, see, that's yeah, also so sounds. I, give me kittens any day. Cause <laughs> <laughs> you just pick up the little, the little, little fur you know, two-pounder kitten, a little fur ball, and place them where you want them. I would place them in the bathtub um, for the uh, kitty condo, and I would place them in the bathtub, and they would just stay there like, okay, we're going to take a bath now. <laughs> they really are easier to work with, for sure. They are really Although they I would are. love to be I mean, mauled amazing. by puppies. I'd be like, I, I'm sorry, you guys, uh, just we got to take a break here. We take five, I'm being mauled by puppies. <laughs> Oh, I mean, oh, their breath alone I is know. so amazing because they have the puppy breath. But, I mean, it, it's very cool. I mean, you, we tried to integrate them when we did the halftime show. And um, and we also made fun of the puppies. I mean, this is a kitten-driven right. show. So, of course, any time that we can make fun of the puppies, put them in as cheerleaders yeah. or <laughs> make them look like they're Just watching. Yeah, stupid. exactly. Because <laughs> kittens rule on the kitten ball. Yeah, kittens rule on kitten ball. That's right. But what about that halftime show? Oh my gosh, we had such an epic halftime show. And it was so awesome coming up with this idea because every year we're trying to outdo the previous year. So last year I think it was Cirque du Soleil kind of focused. <laughs> and this year, um, I just really, I'm an avid traveler, so I suggested that the cats do a trek around the world. And the idea being that, you know, the kittens would visit the Leaning Tower of Pisa. And we, they would do... Uh, Tower of London. They would do, um, I don't know. Um, Did you put them in little berets? Because I no, didn't see the No, we're not allowed show. to. I'm, uh, unlike oh, you're not Puppy allowed Bowl. To put them in outfits? No, unlike Puppy Bowl, which they allow that. Kitten Bowl, um, Humane Society, and Animal Sh uh, North Shore Animal League America think it's a little cruel to do that. So unfortunately, we're not allowed to do They're that. They're insane. That is absolutely not <laughs> it's cruel. It's insane because I put my cats all the time in outfits. I put them in scarves and shit. <laughs> all the time. I Their mean, color is an outfit. I mean, I know, I know, but I mean, I understand it's a little different. Um, but that being said, we we do a little bit of uh, graphics. We, you know, for the puppies in our cheerleading, we would put pom poms at the corner bottom of the frame and 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 prop them up as if they were doing pom poms. Oh, that's cute. So it worked out. Yeah. I mean, you can ma manufacture some of that stuff, you know. Um, but for the halftime show, yeah, we had cats, um, kittens, and puppies trekking around the world. Um, New York, obviously, visiting the Statue of Liberty. 
<laughs> Egypt, we had a little, um, you know, Egyptian. Uh, the, yeah, the, the uh, pyramids. The pyramids, thank you. I don't know, I'm not talking right. Anyways, yeah, so it's very interesting, and they got into so much trouble. And, of course, um, we had the African Serengeti, which was amazing because we'd have, like, um, we'd have one of, the, like, Houdini right next to, like, a big lion, you know? I mean, it was just so cute. It was so adorable. We had such great reviews this year. Did you have separate shooting days for the halftime show and then the kitten? Nope. We did, did it all. You did everything in one we, yep, day? We did, yeah. How long was that shoot day? Oh, I think it was just a regular 12-hour day. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, just, that, was that it. seems like with load in, shooting, and load out, that that would literally be an 18 hour day at it least. It was an 18 hour day for our stage and build crew, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was a long day for them, but um, for actual physical production, we crammed it in. And we also had, you know, I had Boomer Hasiason and Beth Stern that day. And How fun. We, and we had um, people who were adopters come in and adopt the kittens, and so we had segments with them. We had other packages that we had stringer crews go out and do segments with Beth Stern and or other um, uh, rescue shelters. So we had those as packages as well. And then we had um, Rodney King. Not, not Rodney oh King. Oh, my God. He's dead. <laughs> Sorry. We had Rodney Pete. <laughs> Please edit oh this out. Oh, my Holly Robinson Pete's husband? <laughs> yes. Yeah. We had Rodney Pete. And then, of course, we had um, Allison Sweeney and... Um, Dean Kane as our announcers this oh, year. Oh, how fun! So those were separate shoots, but so but the majority we did in one day, and we had one, two, three, four, four sets running plus a green screen uh, of with a with with um, the celebrities. Oh, that's crazy! Yeah. And our guests, yeah. And you use the green screen for the for the halftime show. Uh, no, no. The green. No. You built sets for the. We built the. Yep. For we the Leaning Tower piece and everything. Yep. We did, and that was all Andrea's doing. She was incredible. She I mean, honestly, uh, she makes the big bucks because she's so good. I mean, I don't know. She's just like the fact that we can get her from SNL is just such a treasure. Right. And she's so much fun too, and she's so creative and she just gets it and she's done every season and she also I believe she does Puppy Bowl too I don't I don't know if that's a secret actually I don't think so that's I sorry wonder, I, mean, you know what, I wouldn't be surprised if she <laughs> did both because they're probably like we need somebody who knows how to do this thing well, not that another art director couldn't do it, but yeah, I mean, I don't. Yeah, actually, now that I think about it, you should edit that out. I don't think she does. But um, that being said, she's. I mean, she's been with the show since the very beginning, and um, we trust her inherently. And she comes up with these crazy ideas, and we're just like, "Are you sure you can build that?" She's like, "Yeah, we'll just build it." And and we're like, "You don't have enough time." She's like, "No, I'll just get it done." And she does, and she gets it done in her spare time at home, and then brings it, and you're like, "You're incredible! You're amazing! You're a superstar!" She really is. So what's next for you? Um, well, right now I'm uh, just finished up a commercial, and then I will be onto a food show, and it's uh, a lot of Southern comfort food. So how do you keep from getting fat on a show like that? Luckily, it's post production. Okay, good. So <laughs> I will be uh, you just coming in, overseeing story, and and just uh, you know trying to piece together some fried chicken, and then coming home and probably eating fried chicken. I mean, come on. I mean, this is subliminal messaging. And, you no, know, that's totally. <laughs> I mean, it's hard not to take it home with exactly. you. Exactly. Yep. Well, where can people find you on Twitter and on Instagram? Oh my gosh, uh, Twitter and Instagram. IG, I guess Jojo J Vanders, and same uh, on Twitter. And awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for doing the podcast here in beautiful Beverly Hills. <laughs> Thank you, Sharon. So much fun.